Michael Yorba, thanks for joining with us. I have April Snipes. She is the owner of The Surgeon Studio. Welcome to the show, April. Thanks for having me. All right. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Give us some background on you. I want to talk about The Surgery Studio, and I have some other questions for okay. you. So I actually started, I'm a nurse, registered nurse first assistant. So what that means is I assist the surgeons in surgery. So a lot of people have never heard of that before, but there are a lot of providers that get trained to assist in surgery. And so through my training and starting to operate and working alongside the surgeons, I realized there's this huge gap in healthcare for training. So mm -hmm. we do a lot of patient practice models. So we don't really have a place to practice the things that we learn in advance very, very frequently. So we do a lot of practicing on patients. And so a lot of injuries occur that way. So my goal was, okay, how can we change that <laughs> to something that's safer for the patients and for us as providers? I've heard about the earn while you learn thing, but that no, you never think that that's going on in the OR. Oh yeah, <laughs> it goes on throughout healthcare. Absolutely. When I went to nursing school uh, back in 2000, I graduated 2004. We we learned theory, theoretical things, but a lot of the hands-on things they told us that we would learn when we graduated. So we didn't get to do things like start IVs on patients until we were done with school, and so that's where you get that experience and i'm sure a lot of people have experienced that where you're you know dealing with someone who's not confident not comfortable you're getting stuck with a needle multiple times well that's benign getting stuck with a needle it's not fun but when you're in surgery and you're getting introduced to new tools during surgery because the hospital decided to change vendors and you're practicing on your patient that's where you get in trouble yeah Right. And so, what gave you the impetus to start the surgery, surgery studio? I mean, where'd you come up with that? Um, I was looking for a place to practice and there was nowhere to go. And so I was like, okay, asking, can we get, you know, would ask the vendors, can you give us in-service? And they do, they try to give you in-service, but there's so many people that they would have to cover. There's not enough of them to cover all of the providers. And so I was looking for a place and there was no place. And so I thought, okay, we have to have something for professionals. Now, I'm independent, an independent contractor. And so um, I work when asked by surgeons. So I work with a lot of different surgeons in the Dallas and Collin County area. And so I may be doing a robotic surgery one day, in the same day, and then the next surgery might be orthopedic or neuro. And so where do I go to get that practice or that warm-up training? Right. There was nowhere. And because I'm not affiliated with one particular hospital system or university, they have these simulation labs, but they're not accessible to providers like myself. So my thought was, okay, we, we need something for professionals to go who don't have anywhere else to go to practice, who want to be better. One of the things that, that comes out of your service, if I'm correct, is you're helping to reduce the cost of healthcare. Yes. Bring that out. Absolutely. So if you look at it, a lot of the cost of healthcare is, is just a lack of training. So as a nurse, when I was circulating in the OR, I remember one time in particular, I was asked to go and open a room for a trauma that was coming in. 
So I didn't have a lot of neuro experience. And they said, well, there's a cart in the room, open the whole cart. Okay, so I go to the, to the room and open the cart. Well, then the neuro team came in. So they have these teams on call. So they come in and they look and they're like, you didn't have to open all of that. Like it was $70,000 worth of stuff that we did not need. Lack of training and right. education. So in that, those things happen every single day in healthcare. So we waste billions of dollars just in that area. And if we just had proper training and education and resources, we would save tons. So then on top of that, you have staff that's just not trained to provide the care that they're asked to provide. So then there's a lot of inefficiencies. So if we could train a provider or cross train a provider, which just means that, you know, if my normal training is as a labor and delivery nurse, but I can give you on-demand training and have you working um, as an orthopedic nurse, because you have access to all the information and the training you need on demand, mm -hmm. now I'm able to be more efficient. So as a hospital system, I can utilize my staff more efficiently. I can train new nurses, new staff, new doctors, residents, quickly and efficiently. So the current process is very inefficient. Is there a legislative problem that you have to work with, working within such a really, I mean, HIPAA compliance stuff mm -hmm. is really, mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of legislation that we're, we're working around. Right now, the, the primary one that I've been fighting with is that Senate Bill 1264, which it's a patient protection bill that was just introduced this year. So it's going to go into effect in January. And the goal is to prevent patients from getting balance billed, which is great on the surface. But on, underneath what happens actually is that providers are going to lose their ability. As out-of-network providers like myself, we lose our ability to negotiate so some providers are out of network by choice and some are not allowed to be in network like registered nurse first assistants we're not allowed they won't accept us as in-network providers so we have no choice but to bill out of network but because of this bill we won't be able to continue to practice oh so gosh. so it's it'll be interesting to see the transition because there's so many of us and i mean we are actually providing care for thousands of people every year so now that they're pushing us out of the market, who replaces us? Where do you see that going? I mean, that, that can really be a big impact on you. It's going to be a tremendous impact, um, definitely. So just as an example, robotic surgeries require trained personnel. Mm -hmm. you, you have a surgeon who's on a console and you need someone at the bedside. And most of the robotic assistants are first assists. Well, you can't operate the robot without an assistant. Mm what is going to happen to all the assistants most of us are going to go out of business and and the thing that's major about this is that they're looking at texas to determine how they're going to move on a federal level so they're really going to hurt themselves if they pass the bills what i'm hearing it's passed it's already passed oh okay so yeah so now. it's but so now it's going to be interesting to see the effect they're seeing the effects in california so california is already struggling major struggles with what's happened because now the insurance companies. So what happens is if you take away a provider's ability to negotiate a fair contract mm -hmm. before they could say, if you don't give me a fair contract, I'll go out of network. Mm -hmm. Well, now they can't use that as a, as a negotiating mechanism anymore. So the insurance companies will say, okay, that's fine. Go out of network. We're still going to pay you Medicare rates or this rate, which is a low rate. So now they fixed prices. So providers across the board are leaving. So I called to make an appointment with my physician, my family practice doctor, and he left the practice. Five out of seven physicians just left the practice altogether. 
where do they go? They went into concierge medicine. Okay. Other providers like myself are just leaving, providing direct patient care. So as of 2020, I'm just going to transition out of healthcare. And that's the scary part. Mm -hmm. So I've been working on the surgery studio for about a year and a half, two years now. So that transition, because I've been seeing this coming, um, but a lot of people didn't see it coming. Mm -hmm. And their answer is then they'll leave because a lot of people, when you've been independent for so long, you don't want to go work for the hospital again. Of course not. As an employee. Yeah. Right. Welcome to C Block. Right. Exactly. Let's let's move on. I want to talk more about your business. Mm -hmm. How do you network with your people? How do you mean because you you have an expanding network mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you bring them in? You've got to be able to communicate with them. And where do you where are you going to take the business? So the goal right now. So a lot I, because I go to so many different hospitals. I've been networking with those different um, with all the staff around those different hospitals. Mm -hmm. This is something that I want to open up to the general public as well, though. Because what happens is you go to your doctor's office and they give you a diagnosis, but you don't understand it. Right. So how can we educate people so that they are equipped with what they need to protect themselves within the healthcare system mm -hmm. and advocate for themselves and their family? And so the surgery studio is something that's going to be open to all people, general, the general public and providers. And now we can teach each other. Because a lot of times providers take... Um, take and forget that the patients sometimes are the subject matter experts sometimes they know more just because it's a disease that they've been dealing with for so long right and so we really need to feed off of each other and have more of this collaborative environment of learning and preparing this next generation because we have to encourage the younger generation to come into healthcare because there's already this huge um, gap in the amount of providers this sounds like a legal way for the same thing that happened in Prohibition. They said, no, don't do it. And then people made fortunes because of the void. Mm -hmm. Sounds like you've, you've got your niche. I have an idea. Good. I do. <laughs> Thanks for being a guest today. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, you've been watching CEO Money with Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. And don't forget to download our new CEO Money app on iOS and Android.